Hello everyone, I'm Soma Mazumdar. And I'm Orut Semsarzadeh. And welcome to Kanban Lab Podcast. In each episode, we'll pick a common question and dive into a different aspect of Kanban, exploring its principles, practices, and applications, and answering that question. Our goal in this podcast is to demystify Kanban and help listeners understand how it can benefit their teams and organizations through addressing the common misconceptions, clarifying concepts, and answering questions about Kanban. Morning, Arud. Good morning, Sama. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm getting ready to go to Europe tomorrow. I know. A big travel coming up. Are you excited? I am very excited and uh, probably next time uh, we record the next episode, I'll be somewhere in Europe. Wow. They're exactly, most probably in Berlin or maybe Manchester, I don't know, hmm. but one I... of those. <clears throat> <laughs> I want to see all the photos and the sceneries then. Yeah, and then I can report weather in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So how's the weather in Melbourne today? Uh, it's pretty good, actually. It's uh, sunny, a little bit uh, chilly, but it's good. Yeah, mm. it's nice and fresh. Good. Uh, How's the uh, weather in Sydney? It's, it's the same, but I think the cold is getting too much for me. So I'm already shivering. Ah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what should we talk about? Okay, I have heard something. I want you to tell me what you think about it. So, uh, you know, like, again, some teams were talking that they want to do Scrum Ban. Oh, I love that. I love that topic. (laughs) Sure. So let's let's talk about it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite topics. I think that's probably one of the biggest myths in um, Kanban. Mm. Yes. What is a scrum band? Because, yeah, a lot of people said that, uh, uh, you know, we need to be a scrum band or we need to do a scrum band. Mm. And um, I think it's, it's a good topic to talk about. So I'll start from mm. basically where it comes from. You know, the terminology of scrum band, scrum band comes from. Uh, I think around 2011, mm. uh, Corey Ladas, mm. he helped uh, a company because they've been, that company, they've been using Scrum. Mm. And they noticed that, okay, Scrum doesn't help us anymore. Mm. And uh, we want to try another approach. But mm. they've been using Scrum for a while. People used to scrum ceremonies and practices and all those kind of things. Mm. And um, when they asked Corey to come and help them, so Corey said, okay, we don't want to break everything that they do. Mm. And he used one of the Kanban principles, start from, you know, where, what where you do, mm. where you are. And because they've been using scrum, mm. he said, okay, we start from where you are, which is Scrum, and then slowly help them to transform from Scrum to Kanban. Mm. And then later on, 
when he was talking about that case study, mm. he called this transmission period, he called it scrum band, which is you are not fully scrum anymore and you are not fully Kanban. Kanban anymore, yes. However, and I like to quote mm. from him, he said scrum band meant quite simply the application of Kanban to a starting position where Scrum was already in use. Mm. It didn't mean some hybrid of two methods. <laughs> yes, yes. He also said Scrum Band means do all of Kanban and apply it in an environment that it's already using Scrum. Mm. Okay, so I just quoted from Corey Ladas who called this mm. journey Scrum Band. Mm. But if you Google, if you Google what is a Scrum Band, okay? Mm. So, and I'm reading again from the actual website, yes. okay? So the first one is Wikipedia, which probably, it's not very reliable, but I don't know, most people, you know, read and learn everything from Wikipedia, right? Mm. So in Wikipedia said, Scrum is an agile aligned approach to mm. product delivery, which is a hybrid of Scrum and Kanban. Mm. Okay. Mm. Scrum, uh, sorry, uh, Agile Alliance. Mm. What is a Scrum Band? Agile <laughs> Alliance said Scrum Band is a hybrid of both the Scrum and Kanban method. Mm. And Corey Ladas, who called this Scrum Band, he mm. specifically said it's not a hybrid of two methods. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's basically where all this confusion comes from. Mm. Uh, because uh, over time, I think, you know, people misunderstood the definition of Scrum Band and uh, where it comes from, why Corey called it Scrum Band. Mm. And I also even watched lots of video on YouTube and different... Um, uh, you know, social media people again talk about Scrum Band as a framework. Yeah, I've seen that, that. You can, yeah, you can combine Scrum and Kanban and all those kind of things. <laughs> but I think so. it's important that people know that Scrum yeah. Band yeah, is a journey. Also, it's not a destination, it's a journey. Or I think it will be interesting uh, for you to know that there's a certification on Scrum Band somewhere. I believe I've seen that on LinkedIn. <laughs> so getting certified on Scrum Band. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but uh, going back to the history or the origination of Scrum Band, the case study that you were referring to, uh, Posit Science was it, right? So they were working mm. on brain plasticity uh, sure. development and they were doing Scrum for a long time. And one of the main problems they were facing was that um, the sprint planning and all the different events that it happens in a sprint and based on all the requirement they were getting, they couldn't cope with that. Like all the different meetings they had to go to and the requirement that kept coming on. So one of the things is that very important for people to understand for being in a state of scrum band, you have to be in scrum first, because mm -hmm. again, as you mentioned, it's a journey. So when someone come or comes to me, or even like I hear this statement that we want to do scrum band, let's do scrum band. 
that mm-hmm. is invalid because you haven't started with yes. Scrum. That's so, right. That's right. So yes, you're right. You, you need to be a Scrum first. You need to be a true Scrum. You use the Scrum, and then at some stage, you might say, okay, we need to improve our Scrum. Yes. Can't help us anymore, yeah. and we want to try something else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And again, going back to like, you know, Scrum is not working based on that episode we did talk about it, that try and understand what, why yes. something is not working. That's mm. important. And then you can always apply Kanban practices and principles to it. So mm-hmm. journey now, let's go back to the journey again. You know, like yes. this statement kind of haunts me. Like, let's do Scrum back, which is like very funny. But mm-hmm. uh, the transition so it's important to understand the base first, where you start. And it could be anything. Maybe you are doing waterfall at the moment and you want to try out Kanban. So Kanban is the goal, but you have to go through that journey. So in order to go through that journey, you need to understand that where your origination is. Same as Scrumban. So Scrum is where you originated and then your goal might be like Kanban. So the transition, uh, the transition period is called Scrum Ban. Yeah. You cannot be starting with your transition period. That's very, very important to understand. Yes. And also, um, because you're right, uh, a few episodes ago, we talked about some, you know, another myth that people said, okay, mm. Scrum doesn't work for us. Let's do Kanban. Yeah. Okay? So from tomorrow, we don't want to do Scrum. We want to do Kanban. And we yeah. talk about you know, this is not what Kanban suggests. Mm. Uh, if people mm. they're doing Scrum and they, for whatever reason, they realize that, you know, Scrum doesn't help us anymore. Mm. I think it's very important to look at the problem that you have with Scrum. Exactly. So, for example, you mentioned in the case study, mm. sprint planning was an issue for mm. them, mm. right? So if sprint planning is the issue, then, okay, what can you do? So, you know, introduce change to the team and organization gradually and slowly and let people to try, get used to the change, accept the change, and then that change become part of their day-to-day life. Mm. Then you can go to the next step, right? And then over time... Uh, you notice that, okay, sprint planning, that for two years, we, every two weeks, we've done sprint planning. We don't need to do it anymore. Mm. Right? Mm. Or, I don't know, whatever, retrospective that we've done, it doesn't really matter to us. All the sprint goal we try to achieve and never achieved, mm. now no one even talks about it. Right? And this is the um, evolutionary approach, right? The change evolved over time mm. and people go to the next step when they're ready to. Yes, exactly. And going back to the case studies example, you are right. So there was another problem with the team. They were change fatigued and they did say they don't want to do anything else because they had invested so much time learning about Scrum, practicing Scrum, and they just don't want to transition to something else. So, in that case, if you think about it, Scrum Band makes sense because it's about showing them that there is something else exists that you can try out to relieve of, like, you know, getting relieved of all the things that you are at the moment. 
So that transition really made sense in that scenario. So I'm sure in different scenarios when team are, you know, like getting frustrated with anything, I, I wouldn't call it a framework because a framework is not a good or a bad one. It is always about how you apply them to your life or workplaces. So maybe there could be different problem. But then another problem would be like, you know, having too many changes at the same time. Mm. But that could also impact people. So in those scenarios, if you are starting out with Scrum, but after some time, let's say that, you know, for any reason that, you know, like those events are not working for you, it is not uh, adding value to how you work. And if you want to try out something else, then this transition journey will definitely make sense where you are trying out small, small experiments Mm -hmm. or practices apply them, see that, okay, if everyone is okay to accept the change and then take the next step. Yeah. So, you know, because so, so far we talk about uh, what is a Scrum Band, the mm. definition of a Scrum Band, and we said that Scrum Band is a journey from Scrum to Kanban, so that transition time period called Scrum Band. Mm. We also a little bit talk about how to gradually introduce the change mm. to transform from fully Scrum to fully Kanban. So now I like to talk a little bit about, you know, the people that say, okay, they see Scrum Band as a framework, mm. right? Yeah. And talk a little bit about what happened or can we actually combine these two approaches, Scrum and Kanban together and mix it up and come with something new and call it Scrum. And what do you think might happen? Is that, is it a good idea? Can happen? You know, you know what I mean? So I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about mixing Kanban and Scrum? The mixing as in like, first thing is that you can apply Kanban practices to everything mm-hmm. out there. Yes. You don't have to make a new framework out of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, like, you know, um, how Scrum is like, it's it's about focusing on that time boxed Mm -hmm. versus, you know, Kanban is focusing on the flow. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. This is the first thing that always um, the people are conflicted with, that how Mm -hmm. how we get that. That's right. And yeah. that's where I believe there's a like lot of confusion that happens. So <clears throat> now this is another part of it, right? Like if you are trying to do things in sequence, like, okay, we have to do it in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We want to achieve as much flow as possible in two weeks. Yes. Like we will do a sprint planning. We will like, what do you say? Like uh, cap the number of work that the team yeah. will work on. And then just in between that, you know, like let them run free and achieve flow. That's right. You know, uh, you mentioned a really important uh, thing about uh, Scrum and Kanban and the fundamental difference. So as you said, Scrum uh, use um, a practice and time box things, Mm. Mm. time boxing as a practice, which is called sprint. Yes. Okay. But Kanban focus on the flow and they uh, conflict, okay? Because they fundamentally different. So Scrum 
has a stop start approach. Mm. So you plan to achieve something, a goal, a sprint goal, mm. right? And then team and business both commit to the sprint goal and mm. team commit to deliver the, or achieve the goal and business commit not to change the goal. Okay, yeah. and this is a scrum value. Right? Yeah. And then they stop and say, okay, all done, lock the backlog. Mm. Now we start delivering yeah. to achieve the goal. Mm. And then they try to achieve the goal, end of the time box or sprint. Mm. They say, okay, now stop and then start another mm. goal, right? Mm. But Kanban as you mentioned, always focus on the flow of the work, right? Mm -hmm. So the work comes from customer. When we have capacity, we pull the work and we start. Mm -hmm. yes. We don't need to wait until the time box finish. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's a fundamental difference between Kanban approach and Scrum approach. Mm -hmm. So yes, we definitely can use uh, Kanban practices and principles and tools, Kanban board, which is now part of almost all teams, Scrum, project team, whatever. Yeah. And other, you know, uh, principles like, for example, focus on the work, not mm -hmm. the worker, those kind of things. Again, it helps everyone to, uh, you know, help the team and work better. Whatever they do, they do it a little bit exactly. better. Exactly, yeah. But mixing these two together, uh, and this is my personal opinion, uh, maybe other people have different experiences, huh. it caused more confusion. Exactly. Rather than help, right? So, yeah, um, yeah you, you, do you want to add something? or? I do, actually. So you, you did, like, you know, I, I totally agree with you that it caused a lot of confusion and that's why it is really important for people who are going through the transition to understand Scrum fundamentally in a better way. Because mm. understanding the purpose, it's not only about, you know, like the different meetings you go to, different events you attend. It's also the purpose and the intent behind them. Like, for example, if there is a sprint, why there is a sprint? Why mm. the time box is being so valued in Scrum? Why the sprint goal is or the product goal is so important? If you understand all those things, it will be much better for you to transition to Kanban because the confusion will be less. Now, imagine if someone is starting with Scrum Bank. Where, yeah, what, know, what does that mean? Exactly. Like, it's, it, I don't know what that means because for me, that's why like, I was, you know, like when we were talking about that, okay, well, let's talk about this today. I was thinking that, okay, well, it's a it's a myth. It's a really big, big issue that many organizations are facing because they try to start in a state which cannot achieve any value. The state will only have value when you understand the fundamental of where you are coming from and where you want to go. What's your goal? Mm. So confusion wouldn't happen if someone has practiced Scrum for some time and they know what's the purpose or the intent of the framework is. And from there, if they want to, you know, like try out something else and then improve and they say, let's try out Kanban. Instead of just transitioning fully into Kanban, they want to take that step-by-step -step approach so that no one is change fatigue in the team. 
and it mm. made sense for me then that okay you are introducing small small practices and seeing then what's the benefit of it like for example the whip limit let's say yeah. you you, ha- you used to like you know just have work in the column mm. now you are trying to build a full system now That's your board right. will like indicate when you have capacity even yeah. though you are not pulling work maybe in between the sprint but yeah. still it is going to show you that okay you know like we are capturing our lead time we have a pull system we are not pushing work to the next column it it can start with that as yeah. simple as that like you are applying whip limit that's right you know most people who say like okay, we do scrum ban so mm-hmm. basically what they do is they do sprint planning they yeah. commit to the sprint goal which yeah. is mostly they don't commit to sprint goal they just commit to a bunch of yes. user story and then they put a whip limit on different column on their uh, scrum board mm-hmm. right so their scrum board has a sprint backlog or committed backlog and then for example development test etc etc yeah. they put some whip limit on those and then they say okay this is a scrum ban <laughs> but what actually happening and that's why to me this approach doesn't really make sense yeah. is, you know, Scrum already start with a cross-functional team, right? So yes. if you don't have a cross-functional team, you're not Scrum in the first place. Don't even call yourself a Scrum, okay? <laughs> and also the team, the size of the team should be small. So yeah. you normally have like six, five, 10 people maximum, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, um, Scrum, already use a whip limit. So basically those number of user story that you, you commit to deliver, this is your whip for the entire sprint. And yes. these team try to finish all this user story, mm. okay? Mm. Which basically means achieve the sprint goal, yeah. right? When you have a small team and you committed to 10 works, mm. which is your whip limit for this sprint, mm then having whip limit on development and test doesn't really make sense because you have only 10 work and you have five people. So these five people needs to finish these 10 works. And yeah. Right. So Scrum simplify the process. And I understand that it's good. I'm not saying it's not good, Mm. but, uh, and that's something I really like about Scrum. Mm. Scrum simplify everything. And I personally, big fan of simplification right i like to simplify things but you have a very simple framework Mm. and then you try to add some other stuff Mm. right like whip limit and you don't really know what does that mean Mm. and then you just confuse yourself so you have three developers okay you you never have more than three or four or five maximum in development anyway because you committed to 10 works Mm. so why do you need to have whip limit on each column you know what i'm saying yeah you yeah that's right however like if they want to transition that is the simplest thing that i've seen teams starting with you know applying whip limit to create a pool system and see how it feels instead of just pushing the work to the next column and for some team that really works and they understand the value and the power of pull system so that's that's again you know up to the team which practice they want to start with when they are transitioning yeah. but one but more thing mm-hmm. one more you know difference. just one thing about pull system yeah. scrum is a pull system too well, you know scrum is not a push 
but you pull at uh, spring planning. You pull yeah. a batch of work. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's Stop, batch, start. Right? Exactly. The batch thing and the yeah. flow. So once you understand or once you experience the flow, it's a different kind of feeling and motivation mm-hmm. for people. And the batching is also a different experience. So if yes. you're starting with batching and you mm-hmm. are scared to jump to the flow immediately, you might want to do that in a more like, you know, structured, more like safely experimented kind of way where yeah. you might want to do that within the sprint that how does it like feel to have mm. a both stem? And that's where you can do that. But another like big difference, yeah. Kanban and uh, Scrum is that Scrum has a backlog. Kanban has options. So the difference is also like, you know, talking about the psychology of it. Because mm-hmm. when things are options, you're not committing to work on everything. Whenever yeah. the options, it's like prioritized where it is there, you know, like it's really, we have the confirmation that something is of utmost priority and the customer is going to use it. Mm-hmm. That's when we commit in Kanban. However, in Scrum, we put things in the backlog. And one of the things that actually, uh, in a way, you know, tells our stakeholder, which uh-huh. is again a misunderstanding, is that anything that gets into the backlog will get done someday. Because yeah, but... that's a psychology thing. So Yeah. Um that that's that's very similar to uh Kanban option because what's in the backlog, it's not committed. The work that committed is those that move to sprint backlog and team pull them to the committed and during sprint planning. So Scrum also defer the commitment point to sprint planning. People have different uh, you know, interpretation and understanding. That's I think that's different story yeah. because people also have different interpretation and understanding about option in Kanban and, mm. you know, what Kanban is. And that's basically why we started this podcast, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that this is also, this is, again, to me, very similar. It is similar. However, how it is applied in organization is very different. That's where yeah. I'm coming from. So one of the other misunderstanding mm. about moving directly to Kanban is that the difference between backlog and options. I've seen that, experienced that. And that's why people think that, you know, it's always a safe state to be in the Scrum Bank rather than just go fully to Kanban. So what I'm trying to say here is that uh-huh. yeah. the myth is that Scrum Bank can be a goal, which is not yes. possible. We, we both agree we are doing this episode. But well, it's not what we agree, it's what it is. We're just telling yeah. what Scrum Band is. It's not yes. what we agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, this is where, based on the observation of what we have spoke about, the difference between Scrum and Kanban, mm. that's where I think the misunderstanding and the misconception comes from that, okay, we can stick to Scrum Band. We don't have to move to Kanban because of yes. this, this, this reason, which is might be scary or people are still not ready. Because people know Scrum, they don't really know Kanban. And I think we, in one of the episodes, we said most people think Kanban is for operation, right? Yeah. But they said, because we are a project team, 
and scrum is the only agile framework so we should be scrum and probably the scrum master of agile coaches said you know you have to be scrum <laughs> and then they say okay good but you know we need to do something else because you know that doesn't really help us or we're not ready for scrum so they just you know come with this weird hybrid approach which i think it caused more confusion than help them. exactly Exactly. I agree with that. All right. So uh, just because we're running out of time to kind of wrap up and have a, you know, kind of takeaways at the end. Yeah. So I would summarize what we discussed about Scrum Band. And uh, so Scrum Band basically is a journey, not a destination. Mm-hmm. And it's a journey that starts from Scrum until you become fully flow-based uh, approach and Kanban. Yes, agree. And I think that's the main takeaway from today's episode, understanding that it's a journey. So even thinking that it could be your goal is a myth and try to understand more where you are. And in order to be in Scrum Band, you have to know Scrum, the fundamentals better, in a better way. That's so right. That you can yeah. transition. Well, that's Perfect. it. Good. All right. Thanks, Soma. And thanks, everyone, for listening to us today. Thanks, Soron. Thank you, everyone.